0: This is a podcast by The Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips. I'm your host, Chris Lim. In this episode, we're discussing how Gen Z Singaporeans save, uh, what they're interested in when it comes to saving, how they approach saving. And our guest this episode is Prashant Agarwal, country manager of financial comparison site SingSaver. Welcome to the show, Prashant.
1: Thank you very much, Chris. Very happy to be here. A huge fan of your show.
0: Thanks for the kind words, Prashant. Prashant, what does SingSaver do in a nutshell?
1: In a nutshell, we are Singapore's largest financial comparison site, and we compare various financial products like credit cards, personal loans, insurance, savings accounts, etc.
0: Okay, well, SingSaver conducted a study in August and September 2020 this year which found that when it comes to saving habits, Singaporean Gen Zs, well, technically aged 18 to 23, are more savvy than their millennial counterparts. And again, millennials would be 24 to 39. Some interesting numbers here. 85% of Gen Z respondents started saving before the age of 22, which is more than double their millennial counterparts. And 65% of Gen Zs say they stick to their budgets often and very often, as opposed to just over half of millennials. So that's pretty encouraging, this generation of Gen Z savers. But I'd like to drill down and find out how Gen Z Singaporeans can act on these findings to save more and save better. So what are the top three reasons Gen Z Singaporeans are better at saving money and budgeting for the future than millennials?
1: It's a really interesting survey result Chris and I must say that uh, to start with if I was their parent I would be so proud of them these people are only 23 years old and younger and they are already saving for retirement they're comparing products before they make a decision using you know sites like ourselves they're shopping more in thrift stores and they're starting their investment journey much sooner than any of their previous generations. So I see that there are about three reasons why we see that. The first is that Gen Z have seen their parents, they are typically Gen X or even millennials who are the older generation to theirs, they've seen them struggle through the financial downturn during the Great Recession and experience other money worries. Uh, this exposure has cheered them to save money more than their previous generations. I mean, these are also guys that have witnessed economic hardships as children during the Great Recession, and they don't want to end up like their previous generation, and they don't want money to be a reason that they can't live life their own way. The second reason is they're born and raised in a smartphone boom. So, Gen Z's are more tech savvy, they are an internet generation, and they have. A plethora of bite-sized financial information available on social media for consumption. So, comparatively to their previous generations, their previous generations have seen both traditional and digital ways of consuming information. And they had to go through great amounts of information and sieve through a great amount of information to get what they needed. And the third reason is that it's just so much easier to get started on your investment journey now than before. This is an age of uh, robo-advisory, internet banking, app-based stock trading, transactions, and a very easy access to global markets. So I see these as top three reasons why Gen Zs have done incredibly, they are incredibly ahead of their previous generations as far as their investment journeys and planning is concerned.
0: Interesting point, you know, your second reason, Prashant, the plethora of bite-sized financial information out there. But is there a danger in having all these sound bites and reducing financial wisdom into nuggets that can oversimplify some financial advice?
1: Indeed, it's such a great point. And that's why we believe that the one rule is don't invest based on advice from a friend. Or advice from an uncle right you have to make your own financial journey and you have to make your own financial decisions so the most important thing when you look at investment is look at what are the different investment classes I mean we we live in a world where these this generation is very lucky there are so many different types of investment classes available and they need to understand which investment class works for them the best and why
0: if you like Money Hacks so far, please subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and like us and give us a rating. And now back to our conversation with how Gen Z saves money with my guest Prashant Agarwal, country manager of financial comparison site SingSaver. Now before the break, Prashant, you are mentioning how, I mean, don't go and invest just based on hearsay or an advice from a friend. Ultimately, you have to make that decision for yourself based on some knowledge. More interesting findings from the SingSaver survey on Gen Z and millennial savings habits conducted earlier this year. Almost half of Gen Z and millennials are researching personal finance. More than two thirds, 71% of Gen Zs and millennials agree or strongly agree that they are confident that their emergency savings funds are able to cover that three to six months of expenses if they suddenly need that to happen. Do you think this Confidence is warranted. What are the popular investment products that Gen Z is buying into? And how should they actually think about these products? Do you have any caveats, for example, when it comes to dealing with some of these products and asset absolutely. classes?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So as you said, right, we have this answered in this survey. And the top five asset classes that Generation Z are focusing on are stocks, bonds, real estate, mutual funds, and ETFs, or exchange trade funds, which have become very popular, especially in the last decade. Going back to your question, the first thing that is really, really interesting and encouraging is that this generation is saving. They've got their emergency funds set aside. That is a phenomenal start. Now, when they look at their goals for investment, the very first rule that we would say is critically important is to understand what is their savings goal. Now, a very simple principle here that everybody needs to understand is higher return, higher risk, higher effort. And this goes inverse. Lower return, lower risk, lower effort. So that's a very simple principle, right? Knowing this principle, they need to first understand what are the goals. Now, there are three types of goals that we see. Generation Z, looking at. The first goal could be earning passive income, which means making themselves financially independent. The second type of goal is retirement, planning for their retirement. So they look at their older generation, they look at their parents, they look at the hardships of the parents, they learn from it, and they say that I want to prepare better for my retirement. And the third one is saving for life events, life events such as buying a property or getting married, etc. Now, Depending on what these goals are, the asset classes may change or they should change. So if I look at a very simple example of earning passive income, so let's say I want to achieve, or you know, Generation Z wants to achieve a passive income of $1,000 a month. The important thing is they need to start their journey with starting to make a passive income of $50 a month. Now, how do you get a passive income of $50? The asset classes that drive passive income, the most popular ones, are bonds, REITs, and dividend stocks. These are high-quality dividend stocks that have a history of performing and providing dividend income. So, very, very critical that Generation Z should start small Make sure that they start earning, they break down their goals, they start earning $50 a month, increase that target to 100, 150, 200, and gradually grow that pot. But if your goal is passive income, then investing into high risk stocks may not be the right strategy. Or if your goal is passive income, then investing into real estate is not a right strategy. Similarly, if you're looking at retirement, And investing for your retirement, then your horizon, the time horizon is so large that you have a much stronger, much higher risk taking ability. And there they invest in growth stocks. So, looking at technology stocks, for example, which may not give any return but have a much, much higher growth potential in the time to come. Having said that, these stocks may not be as liquid. But you're not looking for liquidity because you have a much longer time horizon. Mutual funds is a very, very powerful uh, asset class when you are planning for your retirement. And the third one being the life events. So life events are typically time bound. So let's say in five years time, I'm planning to buy a property or in three years time, you're planning to get married. In that instance, the popular asset classes are likes of regular savings plan using of robo-advisors which are very very popular uh, especially in the recent times and provide a very low cost of management bonds and etfs the important thing if you're investing for a life event is to save in assets which are liquid and not high risk because when you need the money at the point of that life event Right. You don't want to be dependent on the value of that asset depending on how the market is doing. So you want to protect it. You want to make sure that your focus is on protecting and growing that money faster than the inflation rate and speeding the market by a smaller margin. But making sure that you're not risking that because you do need that money at a particular time and you don't want to be shortchanged at that moment.
0: So know your goals, know your time, your investing time horizon, and then pick a strategy and an asset class that matches that. Makes perfect sense. Thanks for talking about Gen Z savings habits, savings products and strategies with us, Prashant.
1: You're most welcome, Chris. It has been a pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: We've been speaking about how Gen Z saves money and how they should be saving money with my guest, Prashant Agawal, Country Manager of Financial Comparison Site Sing Saver. And that's a wrap for this episode of Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Business Times. That was an SBH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcastsbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.